Hey everyone, welcome to The Flip Side with your hosts Chris and Sean. We're a podcast rambling about the interesting questions in the world of movement. Welcome to The Flip Side Podcast. Today we are talking about consistency versus intensity. Uh, this can mean a lot of things, um, but the way I want to start this, my initial ideas and thoughts about this are that you can't just be consistent in tricking um, and you can't just be intense in tricking. There has to be a good balance of both. Um, that's where I stand. But I think as we talk about this, we're going to be changing kind of our definitions of the two and how it relates to tricking and what you can do with your training to improve your gains. Ooh, okay. Bad. We, I like so what is your take on consistency versus intensity? And I, of course, want this from the gymnastics perspective. What do you guys do that is intense? But what do you do that's consistent? Is there some things that isn't intense that is consistent? I mean, do you do intense basics? Is that even a thing? I, I ooh, that is a interesting way to phrase that actually. Um, yes. So I guess thinking about it like intensity is how, in my mind, like how hard you're working in a way, like how much you're really pushing it. Like if you're doing your high, high level skill a lot during like one practice, that's like high intensity or really pushing like a conditioning practice or like a conditioning session, that's also considered like high intensity in a way. And you don't want to do that too consistently because that can actually make you kind of go in reverse on accidents and it'll actually kind of backtrack you. Um, I like to think of staying consistent at like a mid-level with some good peaks in it of like really high level, like days or like high intensity days. And then like following it, maybe another midday or a little bit lower than a mid just so that you don't burn out and you don't get injured. Cause usually doing too high of intensity, too long, too many days, can burn you out and or cause injuries um and I yeah agree. so let's talk about that really quick um i have no idea how to not go full intensity like pretty much <laughs> ever and i've tried a lot of tricks to stop myself from doing it and i can't do it and i don't know if you caught this before the episode because we were having like the technical issues but i was training jujitsu muay thai two times a day um yeah. five times a week and still going to session and then last session I went to, I was practicing um, my cartwheels and I sent three cart trips, hit feet first, and then I was sending another one and I tore my hamstring. And I was like, well, that's okay, so you hamstring. I thought you said you tore your quad. Well, it's, it, it's like my, it's my, it's hard to, it's like my inner groin. It's like, so it goes from my, like my inner groin, like the inside of my hip to like the top of my quad, uh, like by my knee. And so it's like, uh, it's like one muscle, but it like, it like wraps like this to the inside. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I keep saying it's one or the other. Cause I don't want to say inner, it's the abductor is what it is, but it's the long abductor. Yeah. So nobody knows what that is. So I just say quad or hamstring, but um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, but like the thing is I had zero um, warning. I, I felt 100%. I just went to the session. I've been taking super good care of myself. I showed up in the session. I was like, wow, I feel super good. And I just did that. And I was like, wow, that was, it made like noise when it happened. Everyone thought I tore my ACL and I thought I tore my ACL and I just was laying there and I was like, 
that is so bad. And I couldn't walk for like 30 minutes. And then today I went hiking and it was okay. But it's like, it's like, it's, (laughs) see, that's the other thing is like, do you, do you actually take a week off or do you like, I did, I was training kicks today, (laughs) but I tore my, like I tore it like two days, Thursday, what day is it today? Saturday. Today is Saturday. Yeah. So two two days ago. Just so you guys know, know, I don't always condone Chris just doing crazy things. But I don't condone it either. But I also know how my body reacts to certain things. And it's like I'm gauging it. And it's like, it's like my body only reacts to intensity. So I don't know how to not go intense. Because every time I do it, I go, oh, my body can handle this. And I keep going until it can't. And then I get fucked. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how to pull back. I guess it's because you're used to that drive and you want to you want to be the best there ever was like that's just like Pokemon it's bio. <laughs> what it's like that's yeah it's it's the way it is so I, I I get the mindset it's hard to pull back from that because like I do the same thing when I do the couple times that I've done conditioning with the girls um I joined in and I just I went too intense, especially for how technically out of shape I am compared to like the list I was giving them for them being more in shape. I just like powered through and I was just like, I mean, they got to keep up with me. And I was like, oh my God, that was the wrong move. I'm going to die. <laughs> um, I guess getting on that point is you have to learn the warning signs, but it's kind of hard when your body just feels good. See that that's what's insane. Like wrong. I felt but, uh, I felt so good. Stresses that it wasn't used to. Yeah, and that's the thing is like so I do round kicks with my right leg a lot, but now that I've been doing these classes, I've been doing a lot of left legged knees. So like I'm kneeing the bag, and I'm also round kicking with my left leg. That is brand new, even though I technically know how because my body has has the muscle memory. I don't rep it because of tricking is only left legged hook kicks. So my left leg is now doing round kicks instead and it's confused and it's brand new to the muscle even though the muscle has the muscle memory it's not built as like my right side is and then doing the cartwheel i push off that i stretched the area that i've been working out and i snapped it back in but it wasn't sore at all not even a little bit that's lucky at least that what's that that's lucky at least no 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 but i had no warning i mean like it it was like not sore in the slightest before i did that like it was not sore. I had not, I went to the session. I feel like I just like had a week off. That's why I don't get is like, I felt like I had taken a week off of everything. I felt hundred percent fresh. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. You could have just pushed the limit just enough. Cause like, so also I never trained car wheels. Yeah. There's also that. So there's that doesn't that. anything. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you're kind of like me where gymnasts can tend to learn to push through discomfort and pain just a bit to be able to hit certain positions because they know they have to. And I feel like you're the same way on in some aspect on that. So the problem is like, you're putting on new stress to the muscles and the foot and like everything. And your body didn't know what to do in that instance, potentially. And it just did something that it wasn't ready for. It could have yeah. just it could have just stretched just too far, and it right. 
it would be okay. And then it just wasn't. <laughs> and I watched the video and I was like, wow, that's perfect. Like if I was training someone, I would be like, that is the perfect like cartwheel. Like it was a round off. That's what I was training yeah. instead of round off. And so like I had very open hips. I had a very solid push off. My legs were very split apart and it had a massive snap down. It was really good, but it's just, I think it was too good for my body, you know, in that. Yeah it like wasn't ready to do that high of it wasn't ready for that intensity right so maybe that's exactly what that is is i was doing the intensity without the consistency a week isn't enough consistency to train the power plus i never trained cartwheel cartwheel is not i've never trained cartwheel consistently yet i put a fucking like snatch cannon level speed and power behind my cartwheel that i've never do and my body's like why are we doing this (laughs) what is why are we getting shot out of a cannon into a position we never hit so I think, I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> oh, this boy. Um, so I yeah. think that lines up perfectly with what we're talking about. Yeah. It's going too intense for too long with too little of consistency technically. So yeah. I, I, the, the easiest way I would have done it is probably like ease up into it and like doing cart fulls a lot more doing like full variations then doing some dubs and like kind of feeling it out and not going for like the super powerful tricks like maybe a couple like that's the thing even in my opinion like five really isn't that much so that's why i'm kind of surprised that it reacted the way like the thing happened that it did because five isn't a so like i did like i did like five card fulls like five card dubs and then i did five card trips and then like I'm yeah so you, you worked destroyed. up to it i guess it's yeah. just yeah I think it was because it was all in one session. Like I've never, like the last time I did a yeah. it was like, like a year ago. Like I just, I don't do them ever. No. So yeah, that makes more sense. Plus then doing a lot of more Muay Thai, doing a lot more Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like that's gonna, I mean, that's a whole extra level of stress. And I don't know how you do that five days a week. Plus doing tricking, like you are just an animal. No like, days off, baby. Hey, if you enjoy our content and you want to show some support, make sure you follow us on Spotify and Instagram. Our Instagram tag is the underscore flip underscore side underscore podcast. Make sure to go on there. Just shout out like old episodes that you liked, anything about the new episodes. You can comment on any of them. We would really appreciate it. And if you do end up wanting to go a step further, just become a supporter. All you have to do is follow the link in the description in any of our episodes that we've published. And you can also go under the about section in our Spotify homepage. You can do as little as 99 cents a month. Any amount that you guys support us is going to help us build a better podcast and help build better trickers around the world. That is just actually nuts. So I guess the biggest thing with consistency, you want to be careful on how hard of the intensity is during like when you're trying to be consistent. Cause like, it's better to be, at like 70 to 80% about like being consistent and like having that level of intensity than just to be going like a hundred percent all the time, super consistent because you're more likely to get injured. And like, see, and that's, that's the issue in my head. It's like, I constantly tell myself that I'm like, I'm like, am I going a hundred percent? Yeah. I'm going your hundred percent, but like, that's not my hundred percent. You know what I mean? Where it's like, not like you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like if I'm in class with people who are like, they are pushing themselves to the max. And if I kept pace with them, that's my 50%. So yeah. what's my, you know, I don't know, especially because all this stuff is new. I don't know what my cap was. I, was I at hundred percent? I should have been at 70 or 80. I have no idea, but I think it, yeah, I think you're right. That the answer to that would have been 
learning more about it, training it consistently, maybe using the tumble track to learn yeah. that type of stuff first, or even to warm up, you know, so that might, that way I'm not messing with like getting shot out of a cannon and yeah. learning tech at the same time versus I learned the tech uh-huh. on the tumble track. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I thought I could handle it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Your body surprisingly handles just like a lot. Like right. it just- and that's and that is what it made. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> the rest of my body's fine. What would happen to you, pussy? Like <laughs> this one muscle had an issue. <laughs> oh man. Oh thank God it was just a muscle though. You know, yeah, that's true. Like it could have been worse. Like it, it could have really, been it absolutely could have been an ACL. When it happened, my muscle was super, super tight, and I watched it just go completely lax. And I was like, that you're like, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, that's exactly what a tendon tear looks like. <laughs> We're like, it's there's tension and then there's not. <laughs> yep. And I was, oh, because I don't think you were there the day I tore my calf at, at Hudson. Um, no, I came in the day after. That was, your, that was your day off. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh God, I remember feeling it. I couldn't see it because, I mean, obviously it's my calf and I'm in the middle of a trick. So like, I can't see anything, but I felt it on the takeoff, like, get really tense and then like start to tear and then i landed and i just felt it go and i was just like i couldn't i tried to move my foot and the way and i thought i tore my achilles i I didn't feel like a bulge or anything so i didn't like i wasn't 100 certain but i remember like a story that my mom told me about my dad or about my grandfather when he literally stepped off a four inch mat and tore his achilles tendon yeah (laughs) that's all he did and he just like and it just ruptured so i was like oh that's great so that's what i did and I went to the doctor like, no, it's not an Achilles. It's your calf. You tore it really bad. And I can tell because of the way your foot flexes. So you're going to be in a boot for like three weeks and then you should be fine. I was oh like, my oh, that's nice at least. Yeah. I couldn't walk. It hurts so bad. I literally, I remember I told a couple of the girls that were there. I was like, please go get me some ice in the chair. I sat down for like 10 minutes. The pain just wasn't going away and it was getting worse. And I was like, okay. So I like hobbled over, I like hobbled out, went to my car. I left, I left in the middle of that Friday night, like open gym. <laughs> I, I went to the, the urgency room and got it checked out. And, oh my God, that hurts. Oh God, that hurts so bad. Gosh. Okay. So tell me why did that happen? Going too intense with no consistency at all. Cause I was just doing round off back tucks and like, I had been doing some like round off back hamstring back tucks and round off back hamstring back layouts and like round off back layouts at that time. Cause I was like relearning, like reintroducing to my body tumbling because I was just like, I really want to do this. I was like still 22, 23. So I was like, eh, it's not that bad. It's only like four years off. So it wasn't hard to do. It was just, I think I put too much behind it or I just didn't have enough consistency and like not good enough stretching. So then it just, it did. See, okay, yeah, this is something I think that goes back to something we've talked about a lot before. Do the tricks shitty at first on purpose. And because then you can, if you do it bad on purpose, then you can kind of feel the flow, almost like you're flying where you like, you feel like the wind and you're like, you're catching the wind. Like you have this momentum and you're like, you, you do it shitty and you're like, okay, the momentum was there, but you did it bad enough that the, the excess energy it's okay if it goes the wrong way it's not gonna hurt yeah. you 
Because if you put 100% into something that you don't know the technique of, or you do know the technique of, but it's just slightly you're off or your body's anymore. not conditioned for it. Yeah. Then it, it's going to screw you up a lot more than it is yeah. if you do it bad. So do it bad at first, learn the technique, get it good and slowly add more power and more power and more power. And this is what I've talked about um, with efficient training too, where like the thing I should have done is instead of going straight to cart trip, I should have been doing like, um, let's say cheat nine, cheat nine, hyper, um, car dub and, uh, yeah. car full hyper aerial master scoot G switch dub. Like I should just have been adding my cartwheel to my combos with the technique I wanted to use. And the fact that it would be mid combo, a cartwheel is always mid combo unless you start with it first trick, but like I can make it mid combo all the time. And by making it mid combo, it forces me to do it slowly. It forces me to understand momentum. It forces me to hit body positions that are important. And that way I'm not just because the alternative is like hundred percent power. I don't know, like I cannot, and I don't think a lot of people can force themselves to do a trick that they know well, you know, but they're training it. It's like, yeah. I do the same thing with cheat 12 where like, I know how to cheat 12 really well. And I actually have some really bad, like bursitis or tendonitis or something in my elbow right now, because I do the 12 and then I'll slip off my landing leg and just land on my elbow. And like, it's fine, but I just Ooh. do it so much that it's yeah. starting to like get bad. And so I'm taking a break from that, but it's like, makes sense. Just the, just if I could just practice bigger cheat nines more often, and if I could practice backside twelves more often, or doing pop twelves, um, or just something that isn't quite a cheat twelve that I'm not just yeah. fucking like full sending out of some random setup. Like, oh, this feels good today, and I just send it. This is how I train cheat twelves because I'm like, oh, it's a dub, and I just need to jump higher. Um, what if it's tech? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's tech? Because what? this is how I got injured when I first started tricking is because I, I'm, I'm a big burly dude and I'm like, Oh, I can just muscle everything. And so I just muscled everything. And I, I didn't realize that that's not okay. And now I know that, but I haven't been that seriously injured. You know, I did just get over yeah. the hyperextension of my knee and now I have this groin thing, but I think it's like, they're not serious enough to make me like, it wasn't like a broken bone, like the ankle was. And that's what yeah. made me rethink everything. So now I am like kind of slipping back into my habits of like, I'm just really strong. I will just do it. Yep. <laughs> and I need to, I need to not do that. And I think and that's I what happened like, to you too. Yeah, it did, honestly. But I feel like a lot of that what you were from, doing. Yeah. I mean, it's a round of answer my tech. I was doing like right. twisting double backs and laid out double backs. So like, I was just like, this is literally a, a, a pissy skill like i don't really care i can literally walk and do this like it doesn't matter right and i didn't like run into it i just took a step like that's what kills me it's like i went step round off back tuck and it just like tore my calf and i was like great this is and that's the other thing you probably have the muscle memory to go that hard which is why i yeah. think i also have a really hard time of like not doing it because it's like my muscle memory is explode 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 and i don't yep. know how to be like half explode <laughs> just can't do it <laughs> so i think that would be like one thing to work on learning consistency versus being intense is like a lot of people, cause I noticed some trickers in particular, they might go to a session once, maybe twice a week. So let's say to give them benefit of the doubt twice a week. Yeah. Even if that's consistent, 
you have to all you all kind of have to be more intense in those training sessions than you would probably want to be to be getting results that you want or else you're like you're not going to get anything out of it which kind of sucks but then the more days you do the less intense you need to be in during most of the session but have like peaks of like really working hard for like certain things but usually just being there more often makes it easier on your body in a lot yeah. of ways because then you're you're building the muscle memory and you're learning how to not have to like throw too much power into it because you learn i don't need that much power for this skill okay so you know what's funny this actually makes me think of um uh sam sam caspio um okay. he's uh his name's scaspio at scaspio on instagram amazing tricker and he uh, i believe it was an acl tear that he came back from um but he is just extremely clean now and he does like a lot lighter tricks um they're like high level like it'll be like t9 hook side swipe part full snap just as like his basic um run-of-the-mill combo yeah he does things like a lot more complicated than that he does stance changes and things like that but he can also um triple cork he can do a tdr trip full he can do dub dubs um he can do all that stuff but because of the cleanliness and because of the injuries that he's had in the past he doesn't do those tricks but it, everyone is like he does a trick and they go oh that could have been this oh that could have been this but like that wasn't what it was in his head so he's not doing it and then out of nowhere he'll be like i'm warming up and it'll just one shot a triple they'll just one shot a dub dub and then it'll go sit down He'd be like, what? <laughs> like, because <laughs> he just has the consistency, he has the cleanliness, he feels when it works, and then he's not just yeah. throwing stuff. He's not getting injured because he knows when it's gonna work. And I think yeah. that is the consistency level. Like, and what we've said before, we're like, if the more sessions you go to, the more consistent you are, like, then the it's actually less difficult on your body in a sense yeah. because you never cool down. It's one long session. The more distance you have between sessions. The, the more harder. you have to re uh, like warm up, essentially, your body has to readjust to this new, this new extreme. This it has to adapt. That is true. You don't do that every day, but if you did, it would just be normal life. Yeah, because like if you're training, like let's say you're going to open gyms that the two times versus like every day a week. So like the two times, let's say you're lucky enough to find an open gym that's like two and a half hours. I mean that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but like for a two and a half hour practice, essentially twice a week. So you're getting five hours of practice. You're probably taking 30 minutes or longer just to warm up. So assuming you're taking 45 minutes in total, like in the beginning of your session, just to warm up. And that doesn't even include breaks between passes either. And nobody yeah. drills anything. Um, no, I think that it would be a lot more beneficial to do sessions every day and have a shorter warm-up time so do like yeah 20 to 30 minutes max and then actually train for 30 to 45 minutes of yeah. like doing repping stuff and like go 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 that's yeah. what i that's what i do and i find it helps me a ton yeah because that's the thing like if you're taking if you're taking into account like you're losing an hour and let's say an hour and a half out of the five hours i mean you're really only getting three and a half hours of practice where if you're doing it every day and you're doing like a 20 minute warm up and an hour open gym or like grass. or even like 30 minutes. Let's say like 30 minutes and you're still training six out of the, you know, six out of the seven days. It's still like twice, three times as much. Well, that's three hours. What's that? That's still three hours if it's six days because you're doing 30 and 30. So if like, let's say, you oh, wow. Time. So that's why I'm saying 
if you do a 20 minute and that's like an hour and a half open gym, because most open gyms are usually open a little bit longer than an ours hour. are like two, ours are like two and a half. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Usually oh, it's seven 30 to 10. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So let's say you're really training hard for like two out of those hours. And the first 30 minutes, like every, every time is like just the warm up, and you take like an hour working on like basics and stuff and then an hour. So if you're doing that six days a week, that hour of basics all of a sudden gets easier. So your basics get higher level and your basics get cleaner. So then your higher level tricks start to get easier because you're spending an hour working on them by themselves six days a week. So you're getting six hours of basic work and six hours of like high level skill work where that's the intense part where the other parts are kind of the ease in. So it kind of ebbs and flows and makes it easier on your body. And it's that consistency that helps because then you don't usually break down as much as long as you're also being somewhat health conscious and like stretching what like wise and doing all that other kind of rehab prehab stuff that we've talked about before. But just going in extra days builds upon itself exponentially so quick that it's just like crazy to think about if you really do the math on it, it's, it, it gets wild really fast. Cause if you're only coming in five hours during a week, if you're doing a two and a half hour practice, I know I like to talk numbers, so I'm sorry if this is boring for everybody, <laughs> but so, I mean, if you're doing two and a half hour practices, two days a week, so you get five hours and you have another guy who comes in four days a week, but he comes in for two hours instead. Well, he's doing eight hours that week. He's now three hours ahead of you. Yeah, every week. And if you're doing that throughout the whole year where you have 52 weeks, I mean, that's 156 hours more training that he's done. And he's technically left early potentially from the session. Right. And you know what's crazy too is that with the sleep in between, you go to the session with a new, like new ideas in mind. You've slept yes. on what you've done and you've learned from it. So it's like during the session, you're learning. Post session, you reflect. Pre session, you plan you perform yeah. you reflect and you do that more because you're going more even if they're shorter sessions so i think that that is a lot better plus because tricking is the way it is it's like it is a high intensity sport it takes a lot out of you it's like that's what i kept seeing at neo is people would go to train and i would i would go to train i would do all the combos that i wanted to do i practice stuff i wanted to practice then i go sit down everyone else was like they would start with their basics. They would have a big peak and then they would slowly decline, but they'd stay on the floor and they'd keep practicing. And then they would just like lower this, like the skills that they're working on. And I was like, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, are, like, you're just going to hurt yourself practicing something you don't want to practice. And you're just wearing yourself out working on skills that you don't care about. I get that maybe it's like the hype. It's like people just want to trick. They're just enjoying yeah. being in front of everyone. I get that. But it's like from a training perspective, it's just like completely backwards to me. Like oh, once yeah. you do what you do, you're done. So that the next day you come in and you do it again or better. But like you're, yeah. you're, you know, being detrimental to your training by doing that. Um, obviously gathering is a different type of energy and a different thing. It just was something yeah, that stood out to me. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's the other thing. Like if that starts happening where you feel yourself really starting to decline, it might be better just to go to trampoline. Yeah. Like that's what I do. That's what I do. I start on tramp, go to floor, go back to tramp, go home. Yeah. Just work on some tech stuff. Just like, or just like dig around and just yeah. like get Keep it fun. Yeah. Just doing like stupid things, like playing a game add on with people and being like, Oh, we're just going to do like stupid skills today and not do anything like too serious. Like 
just have fun with it because it'll still benefit you at least a little bit. It'll still be tired, but like if you want to be there and you feel like you can't do something, just go to trampoline. Yeah. Who doesn't like a trampoline? Like honest to God. And if you don't like trampoline, learn to like it. It's good. I know. Just you like know we think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, um beyond like consistency, the intensity thing because these sports that we talk about are already naturally high intensity you have to really be careful a lot more often and like making sure that you are warmed up because i've seen a lot of triggers like do really big kicks those triggers that are usually doing like those really pretty big kicks i don't think people estimate or like understand how long and how hard of stretching they've probably been through yeah it's not I, like it just happens. That is exactly what I, this is the problem I run into the most is when the triggers start to trick and then they're like, okay, well, I, I've learned the flips I want to learn. Now I want to learn kicks. That's usually how yeah. it goes. Or they want to do really basic combos and they um, just want basic kicks in there. And they're like, well, my tornado, I want it up here. I want my hook kick to come across like this. I'm like, no, do it shitty. Like we've said, you're going to hurt your legs. And plus you're going to have this momentum. You're going to have this power. You're going to be putting your legs in positions that they cannot do. Yeah. It's, it's too much. Um, something else I wanted to talk about too, was, uh, a different, a different definition of intensity. Um, so that would be like, um, that's like the condensing your session. So say you're warming up and you want, you're like, oh man, I really want my, um, let's use box cutter. I actually, I had quite a few people talk to me about box cutters at um, Neo. So um, talk about how, how they can improve them. So they were like, they're training their box cutter. They're like, I can't get it better. And first thing I do is say, show me your hook. (laughs) They show me their hook and it's not very good. And then I go, okay, well, how's your cheat seven? It's worse. Okay. How's your cheat 10? I can't cheat 10. Okay. Um, and let me see your box cutter again. And it's worse than the seven. And so like the harder the trick is obviously the the worse the hook is going to be. And if your best hook is still bad, what do you think? Yeah. Like how do you, if your basic is bad, how do you expect this to get better? Like, right. It doesn't make sense. So basically my solution to this intensity problem is, um, during your warmup, um, yeah, maybe jog, maybe use the trampoline, but use the warmup to be efficient in your training as well. So maybe do like, don't warm up with like two hook kicks, two round kicks, two hook kicks, two round kicks, and then start training like kicks. Do 20 hook kicks on both sides. Do 20 round kicks on both sides and then just yeah. start tricking. Like, what do you want to get better at? Use that as your warm up. Um, what I used to use as my warm up was swing chains. So I would like, I would jog, I would do swing chains on the trampoline and I would go to floor and I would start doing light swing chains. So I just do like three G switches, three corks. Now I go four G switches, four corks. Then we're like, okay, now I'm ready to train. And, or if it was like a swing chain day, I would try to do 10 of both of them. And then I'd be like, okay, now the rest of the session, I would just try like once or twice. And be like, okay, done, move on. And that was like yeah. my beginning warm up thing. Cause I really wanted to get numbers for swing chains. And I got very good at it very fast because it was just what I did at the beginning of every single session. So yeah. whatever you're focusing on, be intense about not, you don't have to kick hard. You just have to do it a lot. And yep. maybe that's a version of consistency, but it's also intense training. It's real training. It's like, yeah, that's true. It's a numbers game. Repetition. And that's the thing. And I saw a post, it was a gymnastics post. It's a little cheesy, but like the, the skills that are hard for you now eventually become a warm up. So right. like, even though your hook kick feels easy, 
like I know my hook kick's not that great. I won't say it is. Like it, it could be better. Like I Whatever obviously, I'm um, <laughs> yeah. So like that's what I'm getting at is like my hook kick's not great. Like tricking wise, like if I'm looking at like levels, like my my hook kick's like martial arts wise, it's not good. Tricking wise, it's better than like sixty percent of average. people I've seen. Yes, yeah, it's above average. Than, so yeah. the problem is, is like they they feel like it's too easy, and they're like, there's no reason to train this. Well, there is because that's the end of most of those skills. Like, yeah, doing around doing your hook, doing like a just a regular swing gainer. Like, those are the endings of a lot of skills. Like, understanding those positions. So, like, why not train them hard? Like, we do a lot of more intense training on like even just landing positions, like learning to land. Like, we do that. Like, we'll do it off a higher surface. Like. We'll do it off a panel mat that's only like two inches off the ground. We'll just like jump as high as you can, land. If you can't step, you have to be able to stick it. We'll do that forwards, backwards, sideways, just depending on like what we're working on. And we'll do it from a higher surface. And it's like four feet in the air. And it's like, all right, jump, land. Like, don't do anything. Like, you need to learn this. You need to learn how to absorb the force. You need to learn how this feels so you just know what to do. Right. And like the same thing with hook, round anything else you you should train it with the intensity to know that your body knows what it's doing no matter what and yeah. you can just toss it and go on autopilot which eventually we'll do that like for sorry an episode god my brain just stopped working for a second <laughs> talking about flow state and like how that kind of works but instead of getting into that too much you have to train basics with intensity yeah like, and yeah. and be realistic learn the triggers what is your trigger for a skip hook What's your trigger for a butterfly hook? Well, guess what? It's probably the exact same in a box cutter and a dub box cutter and a snap roof swipe hyper hook. Like it's yeah. probably the same, the way you turn your hips over, the, your, a hook kick is actually in hyper stance. It's not in mega stance. Everyone screws that up. You know, it's like figure out the nuances of the basic because it is related. Simple. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, no, I think, uh, I think we covered that pretty well. The story is pretty much hit home. So, yeah. yeah. Concentrate, stay consistent. Even if it's hard, really try and keep your intensity not too high, but you know, ebb and flow it. Just and you can be as intense as you want and then abstain injuries and then you learn from it. Yes. It's right. okay to push yourself past your limits to learn your limits. Yes. And that is a good thing to remember. <laughs> And I believe that will be pretty good. So we will see you guys next time. See you next time. I'm trying to. Don't forget to follow us on the underscore flip underscore side underscore podcast on Instagram. And C-H-R-I-S-P-Y underscore T-R-I-X. That's Crispy Tricks on Instagram. And I also have another YouTube channel, Tricks Fix, T-R-I-X space F-I-X for more tutorials and other things. And we'll see you guys next time.